everybody. Welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. I'm here with Jake Ellenberger. Yes. T-Rex. Hi. Listen, uh, we will get into my week and T-Rex's week uh, in a second. The, the main, the hot button, somebody in this room, and his not name is DJ, has a fight with Robbie Lawler. Uh, and he found out about it last week. Jake, tell us about your week. My week was crazy last week. Um, it was good, though. And it was my birthday. Um, I, have, I have a new niece now. Happy birthday, Happy birthday to you. Born on my birthday. Nice. So that's kind of cool. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. So now we share, my brother Joe and I share a birthday with my niece, Myla. Oh, that's so. right. It's his birthday, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I actually so wish you had a cool. birthday. And then I was like, wait, it's your brother's birthday. I had to send two texts. Yeah. <laughs> like, but, so go on, please. So and then I, I'm actually, because I, I went and trained on Saturday morning, and, and I was driving back down from L.A. from Glendale, and Dana called me, and I'm kind of like, hmm, you know, not really sure how this conversation is going to go. This can't be good. You know, you, you kind of don't want to think like that, but it's, it's hard not to. When, so when Dana calls, you're like, okay, what's this about Saturday morning? Why yeah. is he calling? And, and he's like, hey, did you hear what's going on? No. And uh, anyway, Tarek, Tarek Safranin slipped a disc in his back. He's, he's out. And we want to put you on the May card in Vegas. Was against... it from hearing Lombard talk about uppercutting him? Did he have flashbacks <laughs> from last week's podcast? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And um, he said, we want you to fight Robbie Lawler um, in May, May 24th in, in Vegas. And uh, I said, done. He's, you know, he's the number two guy. And, and, you know, and I, know, I know Robbie pretty well. I've, I've trained with him years ago back, back at Pat Milich's gym. Um, nothing but respect for the guy. And he's no secret. You know, he, he's... He's pretty straightforward, you know. You get you get what you see, but he's definitely a dangerous guy. But I love the, I love the matchup. I, I love. Uh, are you going to try to stand in the pocket and bang with him? Or are you gonna yeah, bang? I'm going to stand. You know, I'm going to stand about two, two feet out. I think and just That's swing. That's a good place to be. That's a great place and to just be. Just swing right? and see what happens. And maybe close my eyes. Chin up. Yeah. Chin up. Right. Yeah. So. A couple of things. Well, first of all, I like this fight so much better for you because. Uh, because Tarek, who you know is obviously a huge threat to anybody, yeah. and any, any, I think I feel like anybody in the top. 10 can beat anybody in the top 10. Even, you can even say top 15. Even top 15, sure. exactly. Uh, which is what Condit's ranked, according to Lombard. Uh, number 15. <laughs> but, um, so, but I think anybody in top... So everyone, anyone, but it seemed like you know, you're ranked number 5 or 4. 5, yeah. 5. Mm-hmm. And Tarek was ranked, what, ninth or Nine. ninth? I believe so. So it's got to be like, okay, you beat Tarek, you're still kind of in that same mm-hmm. number 5. You beat Robbie Lawler, you're, I mean, we're talking about a title shot, and you're, you know, you're a guy who's been in this for, what, 15 years? I mean, you've been worth doing yeah, nine, this for... nine years. Nine so years. Almost 10 years, yeah. Almost 10 years. Mm-hmm. You're not, mm-hmm. you know, you, you didn't take a class last week, and all of a sudden you're here. I mean, you've yeah. been doing this day in and day out, working your ass off, so it's mm-hmm. about freaking time, uh, but uh, it's still, it's, you know, it's amazing. It's, it's, I think it's a good opportunity for you because um, yeah, the Terry Staffordian fight, if he, if he uh, would have lost, then he lost to a, a ninth-ranked fighter. And if he won, and a real, he, beat, yeah. he, beat, he beat a ninth-ranked fighter. Yeah. Um, so this, yeah, this is sure. like, you, you, beat, uh, you beat Robbie Lawler, which you will. Mm-hmm. That's, 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 I mean, come on, what's you the next it, step? Yes, Title that's, shot. That's the thing. At the end of the day, like, Positioning yourself. You're not going to get an easy fight, especially you know when you when you get into the top ten. It's, you don't it's want like, an easy fight, exactly. Though, yeah. you're, even if it's like even if they're not well known, like Tarek, that's not an easy fight. You know, right. what I mean, if you know this guy, he didn't, you know, he didn't win a world title in strike force, or he's not in the top ten because he's okay. You know, so it's like, you know, we're 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 in the top ten. You know, might as well fight the best guys. Let's, well, you know, it, it, it's big. Well, you know. Here's my advice: uh, look past them. 
Uh, uh, <laughs> Keep your head up. Head up. Yeah. Uh, get into a, feet out. Get into a couple bad relationships beforehand. <laughs> Go, yeah, go out there and just give it the old college yeah. try. Yeah. Don't even train. We'll some tartar and quail eggs. To get you to relax, yeah. we'll I'll pitch it and get you some booty the night before. Yes, we'll fi- you'll finally, <laughs> finally get, get laid on the way to the octagon. The only way that's, Jake is getting laid is if he gets off a plane in Hawaii. Yeah, yes. Oh, that's funny. I like that. That's good. Get laid. I like that. So, uh, oh, man. No, 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 but seriously, though, Jake, uh, real advice. If I were you, I would not. I know the fans are going to want to see you two guys just throw of bombs course. at each other. Yeah. Don't do that. Um, <laughs> Ro- Robbie, Robbie Lawler, I've never seen a guy get hit before by Johnny Hendricks and laugh. Mm. I mean, mm-hmm. granted, H- Hendricks' hand might have been screwed up. It might not have had the same power. We don't know. Mm-hmm. But I've never seen anything like that before. I never saw a guy get. I mean, Johnny Hendricks starched. Uh, uh, John Fitch. I mean, he's he knocked people Martin out on there. Yeah, Cameron, Cameron, guys. You know? Mm-hmm. So, dude, boring, wrestling, <laughs> get the win. Just, just win. Yes. And uh, I know that people are going to hate me for this. They're like, what the hell? Uh, uh, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> pull an Askren. Uh, pull a Ben Askren. And, At the end uh, of the day, this, just get the W. Yeah, just get the W. That's my no, advice. No, I agree. I agree. There, there's so many, you know, so many variables. And, and I've, I've grown a lot in the last year. But... Um, you know, like I said, Rob, Robbie's a guy who's going to come at you. He's going to come forward. And it's, it's almost, I wouldn't say easier, but it's, it's a little bit better to, to fight a guy who's not just going to be defensive moving backwards. You know, it's kind of like it creates more opportunity. So. Yeah, like, like what Rory did to you, kind of. Exactly. You know, he's going to, you know, jab and, and be real defensive and keep his distance. So it's just harder to fight guys like that. But I've always been a fan of Robbie Lawler. Um, one of the first guys I trained with, which is funny, back in like 2005. And uh, nothing but respect for him. So. It's going to be a great fight. I can't wait. I, obviously, I'm on Team Ellenberger. Uh, I, I like the guys that I, – I don't know Robbie Lawler. I, I, I like his training partners. I, I, like, I like Woodley. I, I mean, I love Woodley. I love Lombard, but I'm on Team Jake. And uh, 100%. I, you know, 100% Team Jake. So, um, well, that, that kind of sucks you're not going to be able to fight with your brother in April, though. That blows. I know. You know, it, it is, but it's, at the same time, I can, I can kind of focus on him. I'm still going to be there right. to corner him. Obviously, it's – He's coming out next week to train for, Dude, for a couple weeks. That, that's so. to me, it's a blessing. You were going to corner your brother, go back, and get ready for no, your fight. No, well, I wasn't going to be able to corner him. But let's say your brother gets, loses. I don't mm-hmm. think he's going to lose, but say he does lose. That's going to be in your head. You're going to be pissed off. Yeah, it's it got to change your game plan somewhat. You, you, I mean, you're going to want to take it out on the guy, your, your opponent. You might get angry about it. What if yeah. he loses a bad decision? You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. like, I think it's better to have just your fight just to focus, focus on. on your own thing. Sure. No, and, and, and trust me, I've thought about every possible outcome that would happen. And, and I wouldn't, it'd be hard to, you know, because I'd be watching his fight and I'd be, I'm warming up and it's like, it'd be hard to like stay calm and relax. You know, I, I, knew, I knew that, but it's just, you got to almost train mentally to, to, to focus. And it's kind of like, there's, there's, you got to be able to deal with distractions. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, it's what it comes down to. And, and you know, it, regardless of the outcome of his fight, I would, I would still have to perform and, and, um, you know, and I'm, and I'm confident I still would be able to do that, but but I agree, it's it's just it's less things to have to. Worry I think about you're better from. off, honestly, having your own fight. I remember mm-hmm. even when I, I, whenever I'm focused on someone else, what they're doing, it's like out of your control, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm I'm really happy for you, man. You're having a great week. You got an eight fight contract. You uh, <laughs> you, you got you got the big fight, um, a huge fight, and uh, I heard you almost got laid. I, I heard I heard there was a, a girl. Uh, I'm not sure. You, and uh, <laughs> I didn't actually hear that. But uh, <laughs> Emily, Emily Miller, though, she said uh, last time I saw her. Well, first, uh, anyway, she said 
She said, uh, Jake wanted me to make sure that you know that he gets him, that he gets ass. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> oh, wow. I don't know about that. <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute, Emily, what are you telling me? So, somebody wrote us, well, somebody put a thing of the 40-year-old virgin <laughs> and uh, and put Ellenberger's face on it. Uh, that was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. I it said 29-year-old virgin? 29-year-old virgin. I, 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 I had to pull over. I was driving and I said that. I had to pull over and start crying. I was crying laughing. I remember then you said, that you hit me with a text saying, hey, it's Ellenberger's birthday. And I I was like, oh shit, thirty year old virgin. Oh, dude. <laughs> yeah, I was, I'm, I was super. Uh, I'm happy for you, man. And now, now, how long's it been since you got? And honestly, I mean, it's been. A, I mean, so this week, nothing changed. You just focused. No chicks. When but, but now that the fight is further out, you can get yeah. some now, right? You have a date here and there, right? Uh, here and there, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I get it. You, 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 know, you got to, you got to slowly edge him into this. We'll, we'll, we'll get him there, you know. But the, the memes that you, you're, you're texting us these memes that these fans are creating, they're freaking awesome. Oh. They're hilarious. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just so you know, the people that texted memes, I'm forwarding them to Jake, and Jake's writing back that smiley face with tears. So. Uh, <laughs> But, They're uh, so funny. I love them. Oh, it's, it, yeah, it's so funny. And someone on the underground, his screen name is now Jake Ellenberger's Virginity, which I thought was a, <laughs> he put that as his screen name. Which, by the way, username. I, and just and just so you guys know, like he's not really a virgin. So uh, people that are getting upset with me, going, you know, quit teasing him for being a virgin. Okay, it's <laughs> people he, are getting upset. Well, <laughs> one, getting upset? well, one person got upset, but he's in, he's in on the joke. Okay, so that's uh, so we'll talk about that. Uh, Tim, Tim Tebow is texting. You yes, now. Tim Tebow. <laughs> Brendan Schaub, actually. AC Green. But, um, AC Green. So I actually, I had a decent week uh, as far as uh, chicks go. Uh, I, um, I, I did a show in... Uh, 43, 44? No, no, no. no, no How old was she? No, uh, she was 90. And no, she was... <laughs> I, 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 what happened was I did a show in Scottsdale, right? right. And uh, it was I had I had a, a, a great time, and these girls come up to me afterwards, like, and one of them was a gynecologist, right? They're like, "Oh, it was a gynecologist that's... convention or something," and oh. I'm like, "They were in town." And she I, had a speculum with her. Well, that's the thing, right? So Stirrups. So um, so I, I invite her back, and we're hooking up, and I was debating on whether or not I should, you know, go down and check out what's down there and then I and then I, I, I a think a gynecologist would be the one person that you probably could because he's taking care of it like you that was would my, think you would think right? that right? was my thought too of like she's oh. in the vagina business right so <laughs> she's in the business you're an enthusiast what could go wrong right well I go down there it's like Afro night. I mean, it was like all mangled. I was like, "What is going?" Mangled. It was rough, dude. It was a rough situation, and I was. Uh, I'm, I'm like, this is how excited he is. He yeah, I'm like spilling things, but then that wasn't a beer bottle, by the way. So then, you know what is funny though? It occurred to me. I'm like, well, look, I'm in the comedy business, right? I do stand up comedy. After shows, the last thing I want to hear is a joke. Right. So this girl who's in the vagina business, uh, cl- uh, the cleaning vaginas, the last thing she the wants one, to do is... is clean one. Uh, yeah, exa- her own, right? So, <laughs> And afterwards, she was like, I'm low maintenance. I'm like, I can tell. <laughs> You're like, no maintenance. <laughs> yeah, this is... Yeah, it was rough. It was... Uh, so that, 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 that was my week. My uh, God. Yeah. I, I had a funny Dangerous. PJ... <laughs> it's like the garbage man that doesn't like taking out his own garbage. Right. Right. Or, the, or go to a dentist and his yeah, teeth are jacked up. Like, you got like a, a registered dietitian who's like a fat, a fat guy. Right. Like, give me Your mechanic who's advice. late because his car won't start. Oh, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's exactly... A personal what, trainer who just doesn't work out. Like, okay. Yeah. That's, what, that's, that's what I dealt with. But whatever, you know, I, I took one for the team or me. Yeah. All right, so... Um, <laughs> There was another thing. Team. There was another thing that was funny. So I was thinking about. I was telling someone a funny story. So these guys came to my show. BJ Penn, right? You know, right. you know Gary Alexander. Gary, yeah, yeah. he used to work at Fighters Only. He's a good friend of mine. I love Gary. Awesome guy. So it's funny, like what people do when you meet. Like whenever I meet 
comedians or actors or whatever, I'm always like, eh. but I meet fighters. For some reason, I become like a little bit of a, a nerd. Like a, I just get excited because I'm, I'm such, I respect it so much. So BJ Penn was on Gary's voicemail. Like, hey, you're Mr. the voicemail of Gary Alexander. This is BJ Penn. Leave a message, right? right. So I'm in Vegas, and BJ, but Gary's with BJ Penn, right? And I walk over, and Gary goes, hey, this is BJ Penn. I go, oh, uh, I don't know what to say. So I was like, oh, you're the guy on Gary's voicemail. <laughs> like, that's what you, that's, that's what I said. That's, what, <laughs> that's how you knew him? That's how, yeah. And they all started laughing. They were like, that was the funniest thing. And they're like, oh, yeah, that was me. But I'm like, out of all, I couldn't say you're the world champion, or you're the yeah, former world champion. two different weight classes. Two different one of the greatest fighters of all time. I go, you're the guy on Gary's voicemail. I, I don't know, that was. That's funny. I thought that was kind of a funny story. I wanted to share with that you. Is but, funny. He'll, but he'll remember that. Yeah, more than someone. If you would have been like, "Oh yeah, you're a professional fighter." Yeah, as opposed to you're the guy in Gary's voicemail. Right. So, so <laughs> way more funny. <laughs> now, uh, T Rex. Yes, sir. You had the, the entire week. I was getting updates about you being with the World Series of Fighting. You went to yeah. the fights. Tell us about there. that, please. Oh man, it was amazing, man. Just running around. I mean, I've been, you know been hanging out with the organization ever since day one, and so uh, way before day one even. And so yeah, just going there and hanging out with all the different guys and. Reconnected with old friends and stuff like that. Ran into Nick Diaz, and of course uh, he said, "Yeah, here's my number, man. I want to do the show." And uh, of course he didn't answer his phone today. <laughs> yeah, wait, no, but Nick said we ran into Nick Diaz, right? right? And and you actually, if people don't know, I've been trying to get Nate Diaz on the podcast. Right now, Nate Diaz is following me on Twitter, so uh, he actually responded to a couple of the things. He goes, "Hey, man, uh, this, like every week I email Nate Diaz as if he's going to be on the podcast." I go, it "Nate, is, man, it, it is hilarious." I go, "Nate, man, I look forward to." Having you on the show this week. Uh, hey man, uh, call in. Uh, we're uh, calling at two o'clock, and I give him the number. He never responds. He responded to the first one. I think I've sent him. I've actually sat on my phone a couple times, and it's emailed him by accident. Like, <laughs> like, like, like XXY. It's pretty funny. You think they're like sitting on their couch, like laughing at the things they they get people to think they're gonna do. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's hey, so you know, guess what? We're, we're gonna fight. You know, exactly. So, so <laughs> those so, guys are in the moment, guys. Though, like they say yes, and then. It's got to be right yeah, then. Five minutes later, they'll be done. They'll be like, I'm not doing that. It's kind of like banging a stripper. You know, if you if you go to a strip club. <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> looking at each other like. You have your small window of opportunity. Yeah, you have a, with certain girls, you have a very small window mm-hmm. of opportunity. Like, like after like, hey, you catch them on the right day. You know, hey, blah, blah, blah. And then afterwards, like, you know, 10 minutes later, there's cocaine involved or their <laughs> kids or, you know, child support. Oh. You just It's back to life. It's whatever. Right. So you have to kind of capitalize on that. Right. So right. you go right. up to Nick Diaz, right? Yeah. And what, do you, what happens? He's with a crew of dudes. He's sitting at the table. I'm at the, I'm at the bar with, like, Boz Rutten and Jamie or Joey Varner and, Varner, yeah. and, and some other guys or whatever. And I see Nick Diaz come in and sit down. So I walked over to him and I was like, hey, man, what's up? Mm-hmm. I'm Todd Rex from the, uh, from the uh, MMA Roasted Podcast. We've been, you know, Adam's been t- t- talking to your brother, trying to get your brother to come on forever. And it's pretty funny that, you know, and I kind of explained what you were saying about, Saying like, yeah, we'll see you two o'clock tomorrow afternoon. <laughs> he doesn't respond, <laughs> and he was like, he was like, yeah, I'll do your show, man. But he was laughing at that. Dude, right? He was laughing. He was cracking up. And so he, uh, so he, uh, he was like, yeah, man, take down your, take down my number. I'll, I'll, I'll do it. And so I took. So now you have number. Nick's number. Yeah. And he agreed to do the show. He agreed to do the show. So we'll just keep calling him every week. Yeah, I'll just keep bugging the hell out of him until he changes his number. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, talk to Michael Cervello. He's a big fan of the show. He wants to do the show. Um, and then Roy Nelson, you were Roy N- yeah, Roy Nelson. I told him about it. And he was like, yeah, you tell, you tell. Uh, he said, I'll come on that show when Adam gets better jokes. Oh. It, those were his exact words. Oh man. <laughs> you t- you You've made fun of him too much. Frank Trigg. I ran into Frank Trigg, too, and talked to Frank Trigg. He said that uh, he's living, he has a place here in L.A. with with Randy. 
Oh, really? Is what he said. I didn't yeah. know that. And he was like, yeah, me and Randy have a place in, here in, or in L.A. And, and he was like, I'll be there and not next Tuesday, not the Tuesday after, but the Tuesday after that, I'll be in L.A. and I'll come by and do yeah, the Yeah, we'll show. get him. We'll get Pat Miletic, like, like you mentioned before. We'll get all these right. guys, man. I, I, love getting, I love getting the old-timers back on, on the show. <laughs> right. Yeah, they have so many stories, too. And they don't like care. Pat? They're uncensored. Either, too. <laughs> they don't care anymore. <laughs> Yeah, Pat, exactly. Militech said he's going to be on the show. Now, uh, a couple fights that were announced yesterday. Dan Henderson versus Daniel Cormier, uh, which I... Uh, well, first, I, I, love when fights, I love when fights are, are they're talked about before they ever, they ever happen. And, and how pissed off Dana or the UFC gets. Like, Ariel broke news. This fight's getting talked about or put together. And then Dana tweeted him, like... No, it's not, idiot. It's not what we said. It's just like, you're yeah. just telling the season off is like, mother. Yeah. Beep. Yeah, no. And that, um, so, yeah. By the way, Dana White was supposed to be on the podcast today. I, I've told everyone he's going to be on the podcast today. However, uh, he, he had uh, something came up and he can't do it. So uh, we'll, he'll, we'll have him on next week or the week after. I hope everything's all I think right. Next week, uh, Dana's uh, a great guy. Yeah, you told me that, and I was hoping you, that he was going to actually be like, "I'm just kidding." April Fool's. April Fool's. I was hoping too. Yeah, me too. Me too. But uh, <laughs> you know, it is what it, it is. What it is what we look forward to having him back on. Um, but uh, the Cormier versus uh, Dan Henderson fight. Wow, I don't. Fight. You think it's a great fight? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was seeing if you're listening. Actually, yes, I listen to everything you no, said. No, you know, I, I I love Dan Henderson. He's one of my favorite fighters of all time. I just I just don't think this is a good fight. Like you got you know you got a a guy like Cormier, arguably the best wrestler in the sport, and uh, and you can see how much he's grown each fight. And it, he's his speed alone is going to be a you know it's it's. It's gonna be a huge factor. This is like elderly abuse. I, I just, you know, I, I don't, I don't understand. I mean, he's got a. I, look, I'm a, I'm a fan of both. I just, mm-hmm. you know, Hendo was getting rocked by Shogun. That fight could have been stopped in the first round. His last fight, he took a, a beating. Came back, he won the, in the third round. But I, I would like to beg with anybody who wants to argue whether he looked good in the first two rounds. I will <laughs> argue he did abuse. not. He did not look good in the first two rounds. Uh, he was getting whooped and. Uh, uh, yeah, Henda, uh, Cormier has never been hurt in any of his fights. He's never really been hurt. Um, mm-hmm. uh, he's he's younger. He's hungrier. He's, he's ranked a smart higher. guy too. He's intelligent. His last fight was against uh, was against Pat Frapp. And, um, <laughs> Pat Frapp Pacino. And I just he, I mean he didn't take much abuse there in that fight. And right. I don't even know if he broke a sweat. Which the guy usually breaks a sweat walking to the octagon. So I, I just don't see this a good fight for. I mean it's good for it's a good payday. And uh, it keeps Cormier busy, and it keeps him making 205, and, sure. and we know that that's not easy. I think, I think that's what Ellenberg and I were saying, that it's just keeping him busy until the opportunity comes where he can beat someone's ass for the belt. But he could lose, though. I mean, Hendo could land. I guarantee sure. that he, Hendo hits harder than anybody that's ever, he's ever fought. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's that's just, true. It's just a matter of can he land it. It'd be hard to argue that. Old but, man strength. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, granted, <laughs> Dan Henderson's really, he's already cemented his legacy. You know, you can't take away what he's accomplished, you know, beating Fedor. I mean, some of the best guys in the sport ever. But this is just, it's, it's a new day. It's a new age. It's a different, it's a bad fight for him. Yeah. Do you think that last war with uh, Shogun took some years off his? <laughs> yeah, and he only has, yeah, and years. I mean, in, in like fight years, the guy's 422 years old. <laughs> he's, I like, mean, he's like Noah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He was, <laughs> Noah was like a documentary for him. I mean, he was actually. He's, he's like, I know that guy. <laughs> he was too old to go on the first boat. two animals. I mean, they were both Olympians, but. Uh, but he the first Olympics. Yeah, he was in Sparta. I, I, I just, wait, wait, when's the last time you saw Dan Henderson wrestle in a fight, though? It doesn't happen a lot. You know what I mean? He, he's 
He's going to sit down on the right hand. It's He's wrestling Alzheimer's right now. I, and, <laughs> look, I'm a fan. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I will watch it. I will watch that guy oh fight anything. I watch him fight scoliosis. But, 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 I, but, I'm, <laughs> but I, I just don't see this being a competitive fight. I don't see it being competitive. I mean, but, you know, it'll be more competitive than, than, than fighting Jared from Subway or whoever he fought last time So uh, for Cormier. Right. So, <laughs> so it'll, be, it'll be competitive. I just don't see it, you know. He's going from, you know, Jake from, Start, from State Farm to Old McDonald. I, I, just, I just don't see it. Well, you're saying it's going to be competitive? It'll be more competitive than Pat Cummings. Yeah. For Cormier. Right. I mean, it ha- I mean, unless he knocks him out. What, I guess competitive is all relative. Yeah. Right? Com- sure. I mean, sure. I, I mean, but Pat Cummings, I think, almost is a great fighter. He is a great fighter. People don't think Pat Cummings is a great fighter. He is. No, he's, a, he's an animal. He's a, I mean. Yeah. It, it was, it, it that, was a quick fight. That was a huge was step a up on fight, short yeah. notice. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got to be a great fighter to get to the UFC. I, I, I mean, maybe you could, you could argue that, like, okay, well, you know, is, is James Tony a great fighter or a great boxer? Or, you know, Maybe you could argue semantics of like is Kimbo Slice. You, you don't have to be. He, he's there. <laughs> he said that Kimbo Slice could beat up anybody at a barbecue. He could, at the barbecue. He's the toughest guy. <laughs> that's true. I don't know why I barbecue think that's is true. so funny. I mean, come on. I wouldn't fight him at a barbecue. At a barbecue, no, no way. Jake, Jake's going barbecue. the other way. At a barbecue, who's going to be at a people, barbecue? He always said that because black people barbecue. <laughs> I've been to some white people barbecues too. At a picnic. Yeah, those are called cookouts. <laughs> yeah, they're actually, they're white people have cookouts. Black people have barbecues. <laughs> Cookout? They grill. They grill out. That's a good they point. Tailgate. Yeah, you guys tailgate. And then Tyler Perry writes a movie about it. Exactly. So, but, and then plays a chick. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so the World Series of Fighting. Oh, no, you were there. I, Sorry to interrupt you, Adam. That, that's just what I love about <clears throat> the UFC, like MMA. Is like even if you're a James Tony or a Holly Holm, like you know, a, a phenomenal boxer, you still have to start. You're in MMA. You're not. A, you know what I mean. You're not a boxer. It's like I, I you know, you gotta appreciate that. And oh I'm, yeah. And I'm sure with the whole Holly Holm like negotiation with the UFC, it didn't obviously didn't go really well. But they're probably like, you want how much? You know. But it's like you have to still build yourself and, and, and cement yourself in, in the sport. In some ways, right? I feel like it could almost hurt you in mm-hmm. some ways because you're so confident in, the, in, in that one skill. and Not, one, exactly. not that one skill, I mean, in that, in that one sure. mar- uh, martial art. Mm-hmm. You know, like if James Tony wasn't so confident in his boxing, he might have done better against Randy Couture. You know, he might have go, but he's just like, man, if I hit this guy, he's going out. I got four-ounce gloves. Are you kidding me? I train, you know, so... I don't know how much better he would have done, but mm-hmm. in some ways it's almost like it hurts you. And that, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Not like, he obviously, if he was that good of a boxer, he wouldn't have got there. But yeah, you're, to, to back up your point, you have to be so well-rounded. I mean, and it's such, like a, Pat Cummings, a perfect example. A mixed mm-hmm. martial artist. Great exactly. wrestler. But it's not, it's not a wrestling match. Mm-hmm. It, he wouldn't have beat Cormier in a wrestling match regardless, but it was 6 nothing in a wrestling match. <laughs> you know, it, it would at least have been competitive. Yeah, exactly. it was a little bit more one-sided. Than, but by the way, so speaking of uh, a certain martial arts, uh, so I'm not really a big jiu-jitsu guy. I've taken a, a handful of classes. I, obviously, I respect the hell out of it. It's, it's, it's pretty amazing and cool to watch. I did watch the Metamorphosis this weekend, Metamorphosis three, and uh, it was pretty goddamn cool. It was uh, I don't know if you guys watched Did it. Did you watch it, was, it live? I didn't watch it. I, well, everyone, funny. My whole Twitter feed was blowing up about it, 
everybody was updating about how this is the most, they were calling it the Stefan Bonner versus Forrest Griffin of jujitsu, and everybody was, so it was one of those things where I'm like, I have to watch this, you know? <laughs> and plus, so many people, I guess there's this rivalry between, you know, 10th Planet and, and Gracie Jiu-Jitsu, and I don't know if it's a, a rivalry, but it seems like there's sort of, I don't know, some people, it would seem like it was like there's schools against each other, you right. know? And because... Sweep the leg, Johnny! Because uh, years ago... Put him in a body bag! Put him in a body bag! Because <laughs> they're saying that Hoyler Gracie was... Uh, uh, I guess he's known as one of the best jiu-jitsu people of all time. And Eddie Bravo tapped him he's years like, ago. Eddie Bravo was like Cobra Kai. So Eddie, so, so this was the big rematch, you know? And uh, it was pretty damn cool. You know, um, Eddie Bravo uh, had did these really creative... Jiu-jitsu moves. Uh, a couple of them, one of them called the electric chair, or the the, the uh, vaporizer. I guess he like names them, and uh, I guess he he would have won by points had it been a a, a point jiu-jitsu match. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they're saying, you know, but it went to a, a uh, draw. Was it gi or no gi? No gi. It was no gi. Okay. But afterwards, Eddie. I mean, you know, and Hoyler's forty-seven years old. Eddie's forty-three. Which actually lends itself to say maybe there should be a senior division in the UFC because it was, it was these guys could it was entertaining as hell. So Eddie Bravo is then vomiting afterwards in the back, and then Hoist Gracie goes up to him and was like, "You dis-, you know, they got in some kind of altercation where Hoist threatened Eddie Bravo, and then Eddie was like, Hoist said, "Hey man, you talk smack about my family," and because I mean, well, afterwards Eddie said some good things about the Gracies, and mm-hmm. he considers himself a Gracie. So now people are calling him Eddie, Eddie Gracie on the on the boards, which is pretty <laughs> funny. So it was this whole thing between Eddie Bravo and Hoist Gracie, and uh, I don't know. It was. Uh, what are your feelings on that, Jake? You know, I, I kind of read a little bit in it, and I, I saw that Hoist was like, you said all these things about my family over the years, and it's kind of like, come on. Like, this guy's, he, and Eddie is, he's, he's probably one of the best, um, you know, he, competitive jiu-jitsu fighters, and he's created this whole system, and I mean, he's he's great at what he does, but it's, it's the whole rivalry, you know, with, with the Gracie family, but... Um, I thought that was funny. The Hoist, Hoist actually said a few things, and I wish I could have been a bug on the wall there and, and heard their argument. Yeah. Well, I guess like the Gracie family itself is like there was a big debate because there's a Gracie online. You could take their Gracie online course, mm-hmm. and you could <laughs> learn jiu-jitsu online. But Hoist said that, that that's uh, that's complete bullshit that you can't learn because I guess you could you could become like a, you can get your belt online or so. I don't know. It just seemed like it was uh, uh, becomes a little bit of a marketing thing and uh, I don't I don't I'm not as uh well knowledge in mm-hmm. the whole as you know, I'd like to be to really discuss this. But. I, I can see I can see it both ways. Like like I know the Gracie University online is, is one of the um, what Henner and Hedon have, have created and there's a lot of debate about whether this should even be they should be able to do that. And in in my mind it's like the way they break it down, like you learn a certain number of techniques for, for this belt and then you, you actually come and test and so it, it's as far as like spreading knowledge, it's it's a good idea, and you know, but and you know, kids learning self defense, it's great. But as far as competitive, I have, don't you, know. have you taken the online hey, class? You, you want to fight me? Let me get my laptop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually a Kimbo Slice black belt online. Just so you guys know, no, have, have you taken? You can only Kimbo fight Slice? a barbecue. Yes. I, Yo, I'm having a cookout this weekend. Have, have you? Ta- <laughs> Have, have you taken the online course? I haven't. No, I've, okay. I've just heard a little bit from from Henner talk about it. Yeah, like, you know, and, and I don't like like I, I me mean, especially like I'm a, <clears throat> I'm more of a like a practical like hands on kind of learner. I'm not you know I can't just read something and then go try to do it or or watch a YouTube video and do it. But you know the grappling, the whole timing feel. That's all. Well, I, mean, I know with like wrestling, 
you know, I used to watch videos of, uh, you know, the John Smith videos and this guy's videos, and it helped. It didn't really help very much because I would get bored halfway through, or I just, you know, you have to be in class at wrestling. You have to be it in practice to learn. Yeah, to me, try it, try it, try it, try it. You got to get the crap beaten out of you to know something feels like. But at the same time, if you could pick up a technique. But it became this big debate on whether or not online people got very. It's funny on, online people are arguing about online jujitsu, which is like sort of sort of Ironic. funny in itself. Yeah, funny in itself. <laughs> um, I, speaking of uh, holds, I know there was a big debate on the World Series of Fighting about Paul Harris and Steve Carl. Yeah, um, yeah, we were there, and I was cage side, and I thought it was just a split second too long. But I mean, anybody else, like we were saying, I don't think that it, it would have been a problem if it was anybody else, just because of his history. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was he was holding on for like like a second, not even a second, like a half second too long. And I even when I was talking to Steve Carl, Steve Carl was like, I mean, it's in the past. It was my fault. I got caught tried to play footsie with the uh, with the monster, and I lost. And he was like, I don't think it was that. Even he said he didn't think it was long. Maybe was like, Paul Harris was, was already done by he, the time. Even though it's he like a very go. effective and he wins, he should learn some different moves. Yeah. Because it, every time he goes with that moves, everyone's waiting for him to hold on too long. Right. Um, but uh, he should learn how, you know, you know but yeah. I, mean, I, I heard over it. Um, in Abu Dhabi, I heard he popped like three different people's knees. Really? Mm-hmm. In, in like one one tournament, three people's knees. Wow. I was like, oh my God. Yeah, and guys, especially when you're like at the top and you're, you know, you're going for the world title and guys aren't going to tap, it's going to be like, if I can, you know, if I can hold on for another couple seconds and it's like, well, if you don't tap, well, it's not his fault. It's the guy doesn't tap, right? I know. It. I know. That, that's, that's what I heard, but I'm sure because guys are a lot more stubborn to, to tap and he's something a, like that. He's a happy. monster. Did you see him at the weigh ins? Yeah, he's a monster. He looks ridiculous. And uh, <laughs> we were just like, look at the size. There's no way that this guy weighs 170. <laughs> it was funny because I was sitting with like the owner and some other people at the weigh-ins. <laughs> and when he got on the scale, I said, 205 from the back, just joking around. And everybody <laughs> bust out laughing because everybody was thinking the same thing. He took off his shirt and he was like so wide and so jacked. And I was like, dude, this guy's got to weigh 200 pounds. Now, were you drunk at the weigh-ins? No. Because people have been emailing me, hey, man. T-Rex said I can come to your podcast and sit in. That was my boy and, Danny from the World Series of so Fighting. I, I was hammered at the after party, and he was like, yeah, I live in L.A. And I was like, I didn't know you live in L.A. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, we do our podcast. I said, where do you live? And he said, Culver City. And I was like, yeah, we do our podcast out of whatever. Just come by. And he was like, okay. I mean, we, there's no, we don't have like an audience here. Like, so then I go, T-Rex, did you, are you telling people they can come sit in our podcast? He goes, I was drunk, man. So <laughs> got some chairs out there. Just watch. Yeah. Be <laughs> yeah. a little peanut gallery. So you went and like sold tickets to our podcast I when did. you drunk? So I got some money for you guys, everybody here. Nice. So we have uh, one of my favorite fighters, uh, one of my favorite people, all-around badass, uh, reformed uh, bad person, uh, but uh, all-around badass uh, fighter, great guy, Cub Swanson. How are you, man? I'm pretty good. That's uh, quite an introduction. I appreciate that. Uh, no, no worries, man. I uh, I am a, a, a huge fan, and you know that. Uh, Checks in the mail. I don't. I don't think anybody. I don't think anybody who's a fight fan. Isn't a fan of yours, by the way. I mean, you know, there's uh, you you put on some entertaining fights, man. Enter- you you, you uh, give it all out every every single time you're out in the in the octagon. It's a freaking amazing fight. So, uh, how are you? Oh, I appreciate that. I appreciate that a lot. I'm doing great. Just uh, getting some maintenance work done right now. Just trying to stay young. Now, yeah. <laughs> speaking of staying young, uh, I gotta say, so Conor McGregor uh, said that you were an old wrinkly mother. Uh, that's what he writes. Uh, would you like to respond to that? 
Uh, yeah. Um, you know, just for all the people that saying why don't I fight him, I practically begged the UFC to let me be the one to, you know, put him in his place. Um, but they said to just, now is not the time, let his skills catch up with his mouth. So, um, you know, he, he's going to fight Cole Miller, which I think Cole will beat him. And I, I pretty much said that let me be the one to beat him because uh, that'll still do good things for his career losing to me. <laughs> how how do you think that, that that fight would like? What do you think would happen if if uh, say you fought Conor McGregor? How do you see that that uh, fight going down? Um, I, it would be an easy payday for me. Honestly, I think he he's got talent, but he's not there and not will progress. And um, it'd be an easy payday. Uh, you, you think you would knock him out in the uh, first round? Uh, I might let it go a little longer just to you know just to make him suffer. Yeah, well, just to let them know what's up and give the fans a show. Um, and to let them, you know, I don't want to break his heart and KO him real quick. So. <laughs> I mean, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, you're, you're the number four guy. It seems that you're on a one, two, you're, you're on a five, five uh, win streak. You haven't lost since 2001. It's been almost, it's been almost three, uh, four years since you lost. Uh, I mean, I, I, I even said that your nickname should be Ringworm because I think guys are avoiding you like Ringworm. <laughs> ringworm. I mean, I was thinking of uh, melatonin hands because, um, you know, if one, once I hit you, you don't fall right away, but it takes a little bit. I got to, you know, you, yeah. but eventually you're going to go down. You know what I mean? No, yeah, no, exactly. Now, you are fighting Jeremy Stevens. Uh, now, what's, what's Jeremy Stevens ranked right now? Um, I think in some rankings, he's like down to like seven, but I think in UFC rankings, I think he's 10. Now, is it, is it hard for you to, to like, uh, get up for a guy like, I mean, not that Jeremy Stevens isn't a great fighter, he's an awesome fighter, and you can't overlook anybody, but do you kind of wish that you were, uh, fighting someone ranked higher than you? Well, I, I did ask, um, for, for somebody, I, I asked for Aldo, I asked for Mendez, I asked for, uh, Lamas, Poirier, uh, I asked for everybody, and they said that this is a fight that they wanted to put together. It's a good fight for the fans, and that they believe Jeremy Stevens is is doing good things at 145, and uh, we matched up well. So, um, but I said, all right, you know, and uh, I definitely am not going to have a hard time uh, being excited to train for this fight. I mean, because you know he likes to bang, and and he he like balls of the wall the whole time, just like myself. And they gave us five five rounds. So uh, in a main event in San Antonio, I'm uh, I'm definitely excited for this fight. Yeah, I mean this is this is a, this is a fans fight. Um, do you ever get nervous though that sometimes like uh, that your style is almost too fan friendly, where you're, you're you're worried that like okay a guy like Jeremy Stevens could catch you if you sit there and just trade punches with him? No, because. Um, I'm I'm an entertainer and a fighter at the same time, you know. So I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna try to give the the fans a good fight, and I'm gonna fight a smart fight at the same time. So um, I'm not too worried about going out there and making mistakes. If I make mistakes in the fight, I'll go back to the drawing board and try to do better the next time. Very humble guy, man. I almost think that's, that's like one of your biggest faults is that uh, if if you have a fault, it's that you're too you're too nice and uh, too humble. It seems like a lot of these. It seems like a lot of these guys get rewarded for like a guy, guys like McGregor, who you know they're very loud and boisterous and sort of outspoken. And it seems like that it becomes almost too entertaining and too much like WWE, 
where there are certain guys out there, like, you know, like even like with Jake Ellenberger or, or, or you or certain guys that are kind of more, you know, just, just different. And it, it, it takes all kinds. If everybody was like Conor McGregor, the UFC would be, it would be ridiculous, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, I think it's good for the sport. I think, uh, you know, people are going to, you know, pick their favorite fighters on the way they fight, but also on personality types. And then if you like the loudmouth, then, then that's cool. Um, you know, for myself, I just know that I've I've been in situations where I've been humbled and, uh, you know, I've had to take losses and I've come back from that. And I think that's made me a stronger person. Um, I see somebody like that and who hasn't really been tested at the top level yet. And uh, uh, when they do get embarrassed on national TV, see how they come back from that, you know, see if, it, you know, that's how you judge a real man. Yeah, no, I, I, I hear No, that's the thing. I mean... I've been humiliated on national TV plenty of times, uh, and I, you know, people always say, you know, okay, hey, you know, when do you get better as a comic? And as a comedian, I know it's not the shows that you go out there and destroy; it's the shows where you eat your dick and you're up there and and no one's laughing and you're just like embarrassed or I've gotten booed off the stage before, and those are the ones that you know you come back and you're like, okay, what you're made out of. that's what you find out. It's never the way. It's, I mean, the victories are great. Don't get me wrong; you don't want to get booed every night, but it's it, you find out what you're made of when you come back it just actually just falling you know getting knocked out or bombing it just sucks to have to live through that um yeah it does and you know i think earlier in my career i used to get a little bit depressed um and really take it out on myself just because i'm my own worst critic but you know um i remember something brian stan told me just that our losses don't define us and uh, i really tried to you know take that to heart and and really say, you know, a loss is a loss. It doesn't mean I, I suck as a person. You know what I mean? Uh, don't believe the things that I read. Uh, just because, you know, with social media, you know, people have a direct line to tell you how much they hate you every day. So um, if you could choose to ignore that and learn how, uh, your life will be a little better. No, that's, I mean, you're totally right. I even, because like, I, I always retweet you because I'm, I'm a fan. Even when, like, you put a... That picture of the old guy laughing, you're like, this is what Conor McGregor, this is what's, what's going to happen when I'm going to look the face when Conor McGregor gets knocked out at some old guy laughing. But, I, but you know, the thing is, I see, a, I see a lot of people that, like, tweet you, like, oh, yeah, well, you got knocked out and blah, 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 but, you know, Jose Aldo. And I'm like, Jesus, like, the, the, the abuse the fighters take sometimes, uh, you know, really, I was like, damn, dude. You guys take a lot of abuse, and it sucks, but I, I, how do you deal with that? Uh, just maturity, you know. I guess I am the old man. I am mature, you know. And, uh, you know, I'll accept that role. I've, I'm a veteran. I've been around, and I think that's what makes me uh, a great fighter now. Uh, just, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> you, you learn to deal with it, like I said. And uh, being, being called old really doesn't, doesn't bother me. I think it's I think it's funny because um, I know who I am and what I am and I'm okay with that and uh, I see people like like that yeah, they're just they're searching for themselves and they haven't found it yet. Well, I mean, you're only what 32, 33. You're not really old. Uh, I just turned thirty. Oh, you just turned thirty. So you're not. I mean, that, that's not old at all. I mean, you're, you're a veteran, but you're not old. Yeah, uh, yeah, a veteran is a better word. I'm. Yeah, I've been pro 30. for ten years, so. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's that's I guess in fight years I'm I'm getting uh, older, but uh, I feel great. You know, it's all about my mental state, and that's all that matters. 
How's uh, how's uh, your team doing? How's uh, Diego Sanchez doing? Uh, he's great, man. He he's uh, he's been helping out quite a bit, and uh, I, I just think he's awesome. Yeah, I love <laughs> Diego. Him with him. He's uh, he's you know screaming all the time, and it's just he's a character, you know. And that's <laughs> the thing I love about my job is I don't sit at a desk and, and bored to death. I'm I'm mixed in the in a room full of nutcases, you know. I got crazy Russians and crazy Al- uh, Albuquerqueans <laughs> and uh, people from all over, Brazilians, Mexicans, uh, you know. So I get to hang out with all these nutty people. And how exciting is that to go to my job every day? I, I, and uh, Julie Kedzie, who I think has the nicest butt in MMA, by the way. <laughs> I, I am a fan. You got to hook me up with Julie. <laughs> all right. All right. I'll, I'll talk to you. Seriously, you gotta like you gotta like cats and dogs. Though, I'll tell you that. I love cats and dogs, and uh, I think I think we make a cute couple. I mean, she could probably mess me up a little bit, but I, I think that uh, I, I think she I think we would, we would have fun. She used to be a waitress at, at, a, at a comedy club, and she banged a couple comedians, but she wouldn't tell me which ones. So if you can <laughs> if you can get that info from for me, that'll be great. If you could uh, okay, well, you have to be okay with her wearing the pants. I'm sure. Oh yeah, of course. I mean, of course. By the way, Jake Allenberger just just showed up. walked in. Just the house. Up. In the house. I'm just I'm just glad that the it's not the black guy that was late. The bl- yes, <laughs> I've been here for 20 minutes. That's lying. Now, uh, <laughs> he just didn't want to talk to Cub. Is that yeah, what it so is? we have, we have Cub Swanson on the, on, the, on the phone. Cub, what's happening, man? Hey, what's going on, bud? Not too much, man. How's training? Ah, uh, it's going good. Uh, I've been training for eight months, so I kind of pulled back a little bit. Uh, about to start again and, and hit it hard for twelve weeks, you know. So right now is like calm before the storm. Nice, nice. Now, Cub, you're uh, you're uh, married? No, no, not married. Single. Oh, you're, you're single. Wait, didn't you have a, a a girlfriend for a long time? Last time we talked, you had a a, a girlfriend, correct? Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, but as far as marital status, I'm single. Okay, okay. Got, wait got a minute. Wait, single and, <laughs> wait, wait, that's and kind not of a... having a girlfriend is two different things. Yeah. <laughs> so how long? I've always been with with. Uh, I've only had three girlfriends like in the last ten years. Like at the same time, I'm either. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm not that kind of guy. Uh, I'm pretty loyal, pretty chill. Uh, I'm not into like the running around being crazy. You know, I know back in the day, uh, you know, you talked about, you know, running with a bad crew and you were in a gang, correct? Yeah. I mean, we were classified as a gang, but, uh, you know, there's a bunch of guys. There's a lot of gang activity out here. I, I wouldn't consider myself in a real gang because we just, we used to get into a lot of fights and, and be around, uh, you know, the wrong parties, things like that. No. But, you know, of course, the police used to classify it as a gang, and I'd get arrested. I'd be classified as a gang member. But did you have to, did you have to get, like, sworn in or jumped in? <laughs> uh, no, because my brother pretty much started it. So I just kind of was like, uh, you know, I, I was in by association. Did you say? Did you say sworn in? Sworn in? Oh, what's that? Do you hereby swear to cause all kinds of mayhem, rape, like, pillage? I, I don't know, but what, 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 what is jumped? I'm like, I'm like white. I'm, I'm like Jewish, white. I went to Long Island. Okay, the only, the only gang in. I had was like a Hebrew school. You know, so the Hebrews. Yeah, the Hebrews. Did yeah. he have to pledge? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, all right. It's so much week for our game. So now was it now now were you like you an M thir- coming up? Was it M13 or, or I mean what what was the name of, what was the name of your, of your uh, gang? Nah, 
Yeah, it was it was called uh, Wicked Youth. Wicked. And, uh, yeah, and it was just a crew. But like where I'm from, there's there's there was tons of crews at the time, and uh, there were real real gangs out here. You know, there's there's a lot of Crips and there's a lot of Mexican gangs um, that were a lot more serious than we were. So I never understood why I used to get so much heat from the from the police. I think it was because uh, me and my brother kind of had a big mouth. Um, Is that because what I would get arrested for for things that I didn't when I didn't do anything, um, just for being there, and so I would run my mouth because um, I knew I didn't do anything. I told the police a few times if I if I did something, I'd be quiet. You know, I'd be I'd be sweating. I wouldn't say anything, but I didn't do anything. So I'm gonna let you know I didn't do anything and leave me alone. Is that where you got the nickname Cub? Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> I got the nickname Cub uh, when I was a baby. I'm about six months old. My brother couldn't say my real name, and he called me Cub. And I was a little brown, chubby baby, so it stuck. What is your uh, What is your ethnicity? Um, half Mexican, half Swedish. Oh, wow. That's, that's, that's a pretty cool thing. Now, back to the gang thing, because I'm, I'm a huge... I, I watch Gangland. Uh, that's one show. of my favorite shows ever, <laughs> is Gangland. Um, now, did you have? I mean, are there any crazy gang fights you can tell us about, or uh, any anything that? I, I know, I know you, don't, you don't you don't want to glorify it, or you're not really proud of it, but uh, they're pretty crazy stories. Any, anything you want to share with us? Um, I don't really like to talk about the story too much, but uh, you know, there's there's a couple times, or you know, I, I've seen saw people get shot and things like that, which aren't too cool. Um, you know, and there were some pretty crazy fights, you know, like 10 on 10, uh, uh, that I was just happy to get out with, with no injuries. Wow. But other than that, you know, that, that was just kind of a regular thing. You know, you were at a party, uh, people got drunk, fight broke out, shots fired, you get the hell out of there. You know, hey, Cub, this is uh, DJ. I have a question. Um, in 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 the in that life, how hard is it now that you you're in the public eye, you're you're out there, you're on TV, you know there are people focused on you. You know, obviously people think, oh, you're on TV, you must have money, and yada yada yada. How hard is it to keep those people at bay? You know, given the fact that you're still growing up in in your in the in the place that you lived. You know, like you're still living there. So how how hard is that? You know, with with people like, you know, that get into trouble, like in Aaron Hernandez. And I'm not trying to say, you know, you have that same situation, but how hard is that? Um, for for one, like, as soon as I started doing good, most of my friends were like, uh, you shouldn't be here, you know, you, well, my good friends, you know, uh, they, they'd be like, oh, you shouldn't hang out with us. And, uh, you know, they didn't want me to get into trouble anymore once I really started doing something. And uh, I'm still cool with all my friends growing up. They, but most of them have kids, and and I don't, and and so I I stay at home. I train. I'm a nerd now, so <laughs> I, it's not very hard for me at all. Just because uh, when I started training, I just I stopped doing drugs. I stopped drinking. Um, I drink on occasion now, but I, I haven't done drugs for 11 years since I started training. So it was pretty much just you know a whole 180 for me, and it wasn't very hard once I made up my mind. No, I think it's great, man. And, and, and I, I read about you going to schools and talking to inner city kids and, and, and getting them out of that whole lifestyle. And it's, uh, 
It's very inspiring, man. Honestly, it's a, it's it's really cool because a lot of times I would say ninety nine point nine percent of the people that grew up were uh, in your situation ended up either in jail or whatever. Or, you know, in Riverside, yeah. or, but 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 you know the fact the fact that you got out of it and that you're now getting paid to beat people up uh, is uh, is pretty amazing, dude. It's uh, well, thank you, man. I appreciate that. And like I said, when I go to like the juvenile hall and they, they love me when I come in there, um, I just tell the kids, you know, like I was a stubborn kid, and, and people always talk down to me about how stubborn I was and how that was a fault. But I tell people that's a, that's a that's a huge, you know, like a great quality. Like, look at somebody like Kobe Bryant. You can tell me he's not stubborn. Oh yeah. Uh, I think that if if you just, you know, focus it in the in the right direction, then um, your stubbornness becomes like the best quality you can have. Um, oh yeah. It makes you want to fight for something in life, and I think that's what most people don't do is they don't try to fight for things in life, and they just accept whatever comes their way, and they don't really shoot for anything. Yeah, and then plus Kobe never takes no for an answer uh, in uh, anything he does. <laughs> now, um, exactly. Now, now, Cub, I got to ask you. Uh, so, a, cu- a couple things. Um, I know that you train uh, with Tim Bradley, correct? Yeah. Now, do you guys do you do you like spar with him boxing wise? Yeah, um, I spar with him a few times. We're always in the gym together, um, and he's actually a big fan of mine. Just. You know, we, we've watched each other just do great things, and, and uh, it's pretty cool. Since we, we went to high school together, same same grade and everything, small high school too. Um, but when we spar, I just, I, I I'm not good enough for him. Uh, I can spar any of the guys in there, and we got like, right now we have so many guys, they're like, okay, Cubs, spar this guy, and okay, he's 24-0 with 22 knockouts, okay, you know. There's just so many guys like that in my gym, um, but Tim is just so fast that I just I just stand there and look stupid because I, I <laughs> it's like like he hits me and I'm like what, what where the hell did that come from? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, sparring with boxers is a different level. I mean, that's why. I mean, it's a. I mean, first of all, Tim Bradley could probably headbutt you from here. Uh, yeah, he has the biggest head I've ever seen. Um, I actually won. I actually won money. I tell him I said thank you because I actually won fifteen hundred dollars on him against Pacquiao the first time. Even though I did think he lost, he he still got the win. Uh, but uh, well, I made some money on that fight too. So sweet. Who do you He's like? gonna win again? Do you think? And, uh, I, I guarantee it. I've seen him training. Uh, the, I mean, you could say he lost, but then he went on to be. Uh, Bruce Lom, and then he beat Marquez, who yeah. Marquez beat Pacquiao. So I think he'll beat Pacquiao, then you'll hopefully go on to fight Mayweather. I, you know what? It's funny. I was thinking about that. If, if Tim Bradley beats Pacquiao, beats Pacquiao and then beats Mayweather, in like 100 years from now, in the history books, they're going to see Tim Bradley went undefeated and beat Manny Pacquiao, Mayweather, and Marquez. He might be considered one of the greatest of all time mm-hmm. as far as history books. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't put him up there with Sugar Ray Robinson, you know, or, uh, or uh, Muhammad Ali, but he's an amazing yeah. fighter. He's definitely an elite fighter. Uh-huh. But the, imagine the, the Provodnikov fight. Oh, like, he's. That, that was. Absolutely, the best fight I've ever seen in the last like ten years. I, yeah. I, I love his dad you know what too. Bums me out about that fight. It was so great, but he here he is a world champion, and he felt a world champion felt he had to prove himself because of how much hate mail he got and how much criticism he got, and it, and it bums me out because I, I think like 
he's even said like, man, I probably lost some years off my life with that fight. With he, all he, got the pulled, he got pulled into it that It took him a long stuff. time to recover mentally, uh, his equilibrium and things like that. Um, you know what I mean? And it's just yeah, people, nah. the fans can, can get to you, and that it really bummed me out. No, plus he like went, he like went he into a, fa- a lot of heart. And he went into a family that the woman had like four kids, and he's like raising them himself or something. The guy's like just one of the a great dude. His dad is a classic too. I, I watch those twenty four sevens. His dad is yeah. awesome. His dad's awesome. I love to. I don't. You know. Well, the funny part is that his dad is a security guard at our high school, and when we would ditch, he would ride a bike. You know, like a mountain bike, and he'd, he'd come around the corner as we're like ditching, and he'd be like, "Where are you going?" You know, we'd be like, "Oh shit." <laughs> that that's funny. That's that is hilarious. funny. Uh, now, Cub, uh, I got to ask you a couple of things about about uh, the Greg Jack. Now, are you training over at Greg Jackson camp at all still, or no? Oh yeah, of course. Uh, I was just out there a few weeks ago. I thought I was going to get a fight sooner, and then uh, they told me June, the end of June. So I came back home to to relax a little bit before I started camp. Now, who, who do you like in the uh, in the Tim Kennedy versus Bisbing fight? Um, you know, Bisbing does really well uh, against guys trying to take him down you know he's tough as hell but uh i think tim's really uh made some strides uh with his stand-up which he needed to do and i think after that big knockout he had giving him some confidence so i think uh i think if he mixes it up well i think he can uh take that fight yeah i i, I like tim tim's a tim, I, I i hope tim wins i tim tim you know tim's a classic he's a <laughs> he's a, he's a funny funny dude now um holly holm i know she's another teammate of yours you know people mm-hmm. people were saying that holly holm has the best chance of beating ronda rousey but dana white didn't want her or the ufc didn't sign her can you give us some kind of info on that uh i really have no clue what happened uh I know that she was she was excited about going and talking to them. Uh, my best guess is it was a money thing mm-hmm. um, because she she's the most popular person in Albuquerque. Like in New Mexico, she's like the most famous person in New Mexico. Um, Even more famous than Walter White. Tons of <laughs> yeah, still uh, uh, he doesn't live there, so yeah. <laughs> Um, but when we go around, she she's the one that's famous and gets hit up by everybody. It's crazy. We'll be with the whole team, and people will walk up to her, Holly Holmes, Holly Holmes. So she's got a huge boxing following. She's made a lot of money boxing. Um, and I think just, you know, boxers come in with knowing what their self-worth is. And, um, you know, you come in the UFC, they're like, oh, you got to, you know, start at the bottom or, you know, mm. start here. I don't think, you know, that. Maybe they weren't on the same page with that. Yeah, yeah from what I heard, it was a, like kind of a management. Um, they weren't seeing eye to eye. So it's a shame because yeah. Like, well, well yeah. I'm sure the management asked for you know this is what we want, and they were like, "You're crazy." <laughs> you know what I mean? Because they they have the same views. Like you got to put in your dues no matter who you are. Exactly. How do you how do you see Holly versus Ronda? Um, if it standing and holly will will tear apart i mean we all spar with her she's a beast man uh, she's for sure the best um girl i've ever sparred standing um and i sparred majority of the, the really popular girls um but uh i mean ronda is just no joke with the takedowns and and uh and on the ground uh, i think ronda's full of crap when she 
saying that she's got the best hands uh, in women's MMA. Um, so if she really believed in her own hype, she'd get knocked out for sure. She's got the best hand jobs. Uh, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. no, I'm kidding. I, I, I mean, I, I would hope she does. Now, um, now, there was a big debate on whether or not Ronda Rousey would beat Floyd Mayweather in an MMA fight. Uh, How is this? Why is this even? <laughs> now, it was, I, it was on the underground. There was like 500 people were, were, were chiming in. I think Ronda beats Mayweather in an MMA fight. In an MMA fight, I think Ronda... Now, people were saying that... Uh, what, I, I want to hear your thoughts on this. Cub and Jake and T-Rex. <laughs> Cub, you go first. I say no. <laughs> you, what, you think Mayweather knocks her out quickly? I think so, yeah. She's too slow, you know? But you get, uh, he'll hit her with a hundred unanswered shots. I think I have a, a good a good chance against him in MMA. I think I'd I'd whoop him for sure. Uh, I always said I think if I fought Mayweather in a, a street fight, a, a kickboxing match or MMA fight, I'd get him. He's the only one he get me in is a boxing match. But I I'd, I'd probably last longer in boxing than he would in any of the others. Yeah, like like when you when you said Cub um, with when you were spin, uh, sparring with Tim Bradley. And you're saying uh-huh. like how fast he is, and it's like, man, you're you're a fast guy. You're a fast fighter, and, and to say that about him, that really says something, you know? Yeah, but Jake, you said Ronda Rousey took you down a couple times. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, 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 you, so if Ronda Rousey takes Jake Ellenberger down, who's walking around at 180, yeah, like, and and, and Mayweather's walking around at 145. Yes, you've been yes, thrown by her. I have. So how how is Ronda Rousey not gonna like just? You know, well, here's the thing. With a guy like Mayweather, he's so fast, you're going to have to touch him, clinch him, and that's going to be the equation. I, I don't see it happening. Well, I don't think she's – I mean, she's not going to stand and trade with him. Well, no, but how – How are you going to get him? Yeah. You can't get yeah, I mean, him. Okay, Cub, Jake also said that Brock Lesnar would lose to GSP in a fight. He would. He would. <laughs> 100%. Well, well, back it up. Back what are your up, thoughts Cub. on this? All right, Cub, since you're the only other real fighter here, <laughs> other, other than Jake, who wins in a fight? Cubs, uh, Brock Lesnar or GSP? Speed kills. Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, uh, that's a tough one to call. Oh, come on. T- what tough one to call? <laughs> the guy walks around at 300 pounds. Well, GSP has a bad yeah. ACL now. So He's going to run out of gas for sure. Uh, he would have to... He would have to get in there and finish the job real quick. So you're saying that GSP beats Brock Lesnar? Uh, no, I'd put my money on Lesnar for sure. <laughs> uh, that's, that's, yes. that's three against Jake. That's four now against Jake. That's fine. Hey, that's fine. All right, all right, all right. We've, we've disagreed on a lot of subjects. <laughs> yes, yeah, yes, yes, we have. <laughs> no big deal. All right, so Cub, before we let you go, man, by the way, uh, so uh, just so you guys know, Dana White was supposed to be on. Dana had to cancel today. He had an emergency. Cub Swanson came on last minute. Thank you. You're, you're a champ. Uh, don't have to come on our podcast. You're a champ anyway. Uh, is there anything that you want to say to Conor McGregor so that we could get this? Oh, this I love that. Get fight. in my belly. So we can get this podcast exploding all over the internet. You have, you have, you have, uh, let's you hear it. pull something from what I already said. I'm, I'm, I'm done talking about that clown. <laughs> um, but I'm excited about my fight. Yes. June 28th, San Antonio main event. I'm excited for the opportunity of the UFC's. Uh, giving me that opportunity to really uh, go out there and showcase my skills. And uh, just make sure you guys tune in for that, Fox Sports 1. Um, and uh, if Connor's still around, um, he can get up the ladder and, and reach my level, then uh, I'd love to knock him out. 
Uh. Well, that. But I think I think if we I think if if you beat I know you're not going to overlook Jeremy Stevens, but I think uh, if if and if you do beat Jeremy Stevens, which I think you will, I think they got to give you a title shot. I mean, it's it's getting ridiculous now. I agree. Uh, it's like I, Susan Lucci. I, I, I think it'll happen. I think it'll happen. Well, I will campaign for that. Uh, I will. I will do everything it takes to get I you. I can a title see this shot. fight going similar to the uh, the Dennis Seether fight. Wood Cub. Yeah, well, Dennis Seaver is now suspended now for taking steroids. I heard that. And uh, did yeah. you did you know he was on steroids when you fought him? Uh, he was very strong. I would have never guessed. Yeah, was, my game like... plan was to holy shit, this dude is strong. Let me. Uh, I know he's gonna gas out, so let me just kind of <laughs> you know draw him into my fight. And as the fight goes on, I'm gonna get faster. He's gonna get slower. I was. That was my thought. So was he injecting stuff in between rounds? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see anything, but. Uh, we did. We did think it was funny that uh, when we originally supposed to fight in London, um, they announced that all fights were going to get tested, uh, all international fights. Every fighter was going to get tested from now on, and then he pulled out the next day. Oh man, he pulled up. He he was like the original Vitor Belfort. <laughs> he was like the Belfort before the Belfort. <laughs> well, Cub man, hey, I got a sh- I got a show Saturday night at the John Lovitz Comedy Club. You want to? Uh, I know you're an hour and away, open in uh, Palm Springs. But if you can come, I will. I will get your front row seats. I uh, won't make fun. of I mean, there'll only be four people there. But you'll get the. <laughs> I'll hook you up with front row seats to you and your beautiful girlfriend. Uh, I'm sure she's hot because Cub Swanson does not bang ugly chicks. It's actually okay. high in the club. <laughs> and uh, if uh, you want to come, try to, I'm going to try to make it, bud, for sure. Uh, I got guys fighting on Gladiator Challenge and. I'm just hoping they're not going to keep me there until two in the morning like they used to do back in the day. So. Uh, if I can swing it, I definitely want to come through. You're not coming. All right. <laughs> He's just like Ellenberger. He's not coming. So, uh, but anyway. So, so uh, well, thank you, Cub. I appreciate it, man. Take care, brother. All right, thanks, thanks Cub. Later, Later, Cub. Later. All right, that was Cub Swanson. The, the, the funny thing is, he looks more the part that Conor McGregor's playing. You know, oh, like he if looks. You, if you look at him, like Conor McGregor's this. Clean cut, dude. Clean cut. He's all. He's got like a beard and. But I'm saying, he's but like it's, a Ray it's, it's, it's shit. Yeah. Is, like is, is it raggedy now? Because I saw him in one fight. He was like, it was a beard, but it was nice, nicely trimmed, and he just looked like a gentleman. Yeah, he's dressed in a suit. Yeah, he's got, got a suit, like a cane, the whole bit. Yeah, Cub, mm. Cub does look like and a. And he's Cub scary. looks like he was, is like a scary dude who will like talk smack to you and then yeah. back it up. And he's the most humble, exactly down to earth guy. And I think that actually, in a way, hurts him. You know, in a way, because I think that people. I don't know. I, I sometimes I think that the the whoever's making the fights doesn't they don't, they don't give sometimes the fans enough credit. Where like I would want to see Cub Swanson in a, t- a title shot, even though he's not the loudest guy or this or that. You know, I I, I would want to see some of these guys get, even though they're not the, the the biggest, the loudest guys. A guy like that, you know, he's you know he's going to be an, an entertaining fight. Mm-hmm. You know, he's mm-hmm. not going to just phone it in. <laughs> yeah, I don't so. know if he's had a not a not entertaining fight. You know, yeah, exactly. he's always fun to watch. Always fun to watch. Well, he's one way a win away. One win away. So yeah. Robert Whiteford was supposed to be on our show today. Uh, he's I I tried calling him and uh, I go, dude, we're not be able to call you because the phone's not working. I think he's in Egypt and the number he gave. I go, what's the country code? He writes back, not sure. Google that shit, son. <laughs> that is how he. <laughs> Are you texting with Robert Whiteford or, or Ashy Larry? Oh man. <laughs> It was funny because a- after he won his last fight, I go, congrats on the win. He goes, thanks, bro. Now get me on that f- 
fucking show, LOL. So this guy, I, I definitely want to have this guy on my show. I don't know how, I don't know about Googling that shit. I don't even, I, sort of, uh, I don't know. Why is he in Egypt? Or is that where he lives? No, he, he lives in, in Scotland. He's the first fighter to ever win in the UFC from Scotland. Hmm. And he's, he's a 31-year-old guy, 11 and 2. Uh, he mm. seems like a, a really fun guy. I want to talk to him, but I don't know if we are able to reach we'll him. We'll try. We'll try. We'll try to reach him. All right. So uh, our next guest is uh, the first Scottish person to ever win in the UFC. Ever. You see, he's like the, uh, the Jackie Robinson of, of uh, Scotland, this guy. <laughs> yes. Uh, Robert Whiteford, how are you, man? Jackie Robinson. Uh, Jackie Robinson is is the first black baseball player in the history of uh, baseball. So you're like... Nice. Yes. uh, You're in very good company. Uh, How are you, man? I'm good. I'm I'm in Australia. Uh, No, where am I? Egypt. (laughs) Australia, Egypt, (laughs) one of the places. Wait, how do you get Egypt and Australia confused? Desert. (laughs) (laughs) I've just had, like, uh, a shandy there, so that's why I'm getting confused. Oh, okay. Now, what are you doing in Austria, uh, in Egypt right now? Just chilling. I'm going to get down more action, vacation, getting fat. Okay, <laughs> nice. <laughs> now, uh, now you you uh, you won your last fight. Uh, it was it was a great fight. It was uh, I was I was a big fan of it, and I I emailed you about it, and then you said, "Get me on that fucking show." Uh, so, <laughs> so here you are on the show. Now, when you go back to Scotland, are you just a hero back at home? I've been a hero in Scotland before I fought in the UFC, so it'll be no different. <laughs> really? I mean, are you like the? Uh, are, are you like a big star in Scotland? Uh, I'm on now. <laughs> like, do you walk around wearing a, a kilt and girls just grab your cock under it? Is that? <laughs> that happens. Yep. Really? That happens. It has happened. That's, that's an ornament, Scotland. Oh, nice. Now, so, uh, so, so wait. Now, you, you were you were training over at American Top Team in Florida. What was that like? Crazy, <laughs> crazy. Hector Wombard's a fucking crazy bastard. You've had him in the podcast a few times. He's nuts. <laughs> Does he try to knock you out in uh, in uh, sparring? I don't spar with him. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> Is he too much of a beast in the gym? <laughs> you say that. <laughs> now, uh, who are some of the guys that you were going against? Was it like Cole Miller? Was that one of your training partners? Well, Cole Miller broke his hand just now, so he wasn't in the gym, but the guys like Nick Lenz, uh, Dustin Pryor, uh, Daniel Strauss, uh, Mossad Bectic, it's just saying the ESC. Mossad is a stud. Uh, there's a there's a bunch of featherweights, one forty five in in there uh, that are fucking middle colors. Now, I mean, was it like a culture shock when you're in? I mean, you're growing up in Scotland. You know, you're kind of the, a big fish in a small pond. You get over to American Top Team with these these monsters, these these killers. Was it a big culture shock? Was it hard adjusting for you? No, well, that, that's not the first time I've been to uh, Top Team. That's my first time been out there. Uh, but it's definitely a humble experience, you know, you think you're the, the big dog and then you get there and you just get your tongue kicked in every day, so <laughs> it's, a, it's a humbling experience. Yeah, I mean, that's so awesome. Now, did you get any uh, Florida tail when you were there? No, none of that. I've got a girlfriend, so none uh, of that's happening. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Is your girlfriend in Scotland? 
And she's both in Egypt, not in Egypt. She's in Egypt? Nice. Where did you meet her? She's from Scotland. Oh, she's from Scotland. Now, our Scottish, Scottish yeah. chicks are hot, but their accents are brutal. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Now, you started doing judo at 16 years old. You made the, the Scottish national team. Uh, you, 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 were, you were a badass in judo. You're 31 years old, so you're, no, you're not uh, a youngster. You, you've you've uh, been around uh, for a while. You're 11 and 2. I mean, was it just like a dream come true? Did you always know, like, I want to be a fighter? I mean, you were a plumber before that, so I mean, you had yeah. some odd jobs. You've been, you've been doing your homework. Yeah. I like it, man. Oh, thanks. Uh, well, I, I only got any MMA like five years ago. Uh, I'd always watched the UFCs when I was a kid and didn't really think I was fucking that badass, you know, because the guys in the UFC are fucking killers. So it was a wee bit surreal for me to eventually start fighting and make my way to the UFC. It was a wee, wee bit crazy. Uh, yeah. I suppose all the get the bad of you get right. Now, someone said that you do an, a fake American accent after you win your fights. Is that true? Oh, I've done that just to fuck with people. <laughs> so let's hear we your... we got to get one. Can we, we get, get a one. sample of it? Yeah. See, the thing is, I've been, I've been out in America that long. I've no real luck, but uh, the, the people in Scotland have been giving me dogs abuse for that. All right, but let, let's hear it. Okay, so, uh, all right, so, Robert Whiteman, you just won your fight, uh, your next fight. Who do you want to fight next? Uh, I'm not too sure, guys. Does that sound American? <laughs> <laughs> that was good. <laughs> it wasn't that's bad. American, right? Yeah, that's not bad. It's not bad. Honestly, I, that was the most I understood of this whole interview. So, um, <laughs> so if you could do a fake American <laughs> accent, yeah, well, you could do a fake American the rest of the interview. That'll be great. Because <laughs> I'm like picking up every fourth word that you say and trying to interview you. Uh, it's hard, man. Those Scottish accents are thick. Right? Is that what? Is it? Is it the phone connection? The guys, the guys, uh, my my friends and obviously the fans from back home don't understand that. They think that the Americans just un- understand the Scottish no problem, but it's fucking done the joke. Yeah, no, it's uh, tough. I mean, bloody hell. Uh, although I did love Train Spotting. That was one of my favorite movies. Just by the way. Good movie that. Yeah. Nice. Good movie. Good movie that. Do you have any questions for Jake Ellenberger? <laughs> Uh, who's Jake Ellenberger? <laughs> wow, that's, that's, even more, that's even more brutal than why is he there. I knew it was coming. <laughs> wow. Shots fired, man. Yeah, that's his dating life in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 Jake has a tough time. Jake has a tough time getting laid. He hasn't been laid in about a year. Uh, we don't know... We don't know whether he's going to get laid or if Dominic Cruz is going to come back first. Uh, it's actually a running. Uh, people are betting on Dominic Cruz coming back. Uh, or do you have any advice on to Jake on how to get laid? Maybe get to Scotland and start wearing a kilt. Yeah, where yeah, where's, where a kilt go commando underneath? Okay, <laughs> well, well, that's, that's the thing. It's, it's, Would that uh, work in LA? Against the are underwear. And with a kilt, so you need to go commando or it's bad luck. <laughs> Wait, do, do people really wear kilts in Scotland or is that a myth? That's just Roddy Roddy Piper. Uh, people really wear them. Really? It's like formal wear, I think, right? Seriously. And, 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 you, and, you, you, got, you, and you guys free ball it under like there? When, yeah, could you just... You need to. The only time you'll catch me wearing underwear and a kilt is when I wear it to the them. 
Apart from that, there's uh, none to wear over. Do you so go you, commando in the kilt when you're over there? He said it's bad luck if you don't. But you've got to. So do you ever, like, you know, when a, when a bus is driving by, you just give him a fruit basket or something? <laughs> fruit basket. <laughs> You ever, you ever teabag team alpha male? When, like, <laughs> so is there anybody, who do you want to fight next? I can't give a f***. <laughs> anybody who takes on me. Do you think that you could beat anybody at 135? 135, easy. Yeah. What about 125? 125. 125? Yeah. What about 145 is a different kettle fish. They're all killers, aren't they? What was that? They're all killers at 145. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, oh. Yeah, they're all killers. There's a few. So, uh, all right, so you think, you, but in your weight class, you think you could take anybody? No, you could anybody in front of me and I'll fight them. All right, I like it. I like your spirit, man. So, uh, all right, any, uh, so, any, any, anything else you want to talk about? Hmm. How do you find your interviews with Hector Lombard? Oh, I, I love Hector Lombard. I think he's one of the funniest human beings ever. Although you might be up there. Uh, but Hector, <laughs> If we can understand you. He, yeah, Hector Lombard is awesome. I mean, he's, uh, he's, he's funny because he, he takes his time to talk and he's, he's got, you know, he's, he's, <laughs> and he's just very honest. Uh, and you never know when he's done talking, but he's, uh, he's Even awesome. when you start to talk, and then he starts to keep talking again. Like, oh. you, you interrupt him a little bit, like. He's got a, it wasn't done. Yeah, and it, he's got an amazing Cuban Australian accent. He's funny as hell. He he's got funny. great stories. Uh, <laughs> so I am a big Hector Lombard fan. Well, listen to this. So, so after my fight in uh, UFC one to one, I was walking around the hotel with my kilt on. Okay, uh, do you no know the pouch that you wear at the front is called a spawn. Yeah. Right. So he approaches me. He goes, uh, "Hey, man." Can I can I have your spawn? <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, you give me that. <laughs> so she this he's like, yeah, I frame it, give me it. I'm like, fuck, like, I can't just give you a hit there, you know. I need to. It's like it's all one suit, it's all one piece kilt. And he's like, you come to gym Monday, I want that drink with you. <laughs> I was like, felt felt like he was going to kill me instantly. <laughs> that would be dude. If Hector Lombard walked around with a kilt for his next fight, that would be epic. That would that would be amazing. So I I, I thumbed up at the gym on Monday with that, and he wasn't there. Ah, oh. you were probably happy about that, though, weren't you? That would have been awesome. Yep, fine, fuck. <laughs> if Hector Lombard wanted to fight me, I'd be wearing a kilt. But anyway, listen, Robert, Robert Weiford, man. Uh, good luck with your journey. I, I look forward to your next fight. Thanks for being on the show. Have fun in Egypt. And uh, take care, brother. Okay, cool. Thank you. My pleasure. Thanks, guys. Later, buddy. Get in Bye. my belly. All right. That was. <laughs> what was uh, he doing in Egypt? I don't know. I don't, I don't even know what, what, what just happened. But uh, he I. He's uh, on vacation. But sounds on vacation. Choking yeah, yeah. out camels. E- Egypt's mm. kind of a hot place to be right now, like politically. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, I that's just, not a, that's oh, yeah. not the vacation spot that you'd ever want to go to. Yeah, I'll take Lake Tahoe. Uh, but 
But I, 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 but he seemed like a nice guy. I, I did have a little trouble understanding him. I don't know if it was a connection or the accent. No, uh, he's got a thick accent. A thick accent. Yeah, yeah. You think people from Scotland listen to that and know exactly what he's saying, though? Absolutely. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. And they probably wonder what we're talking about. Right. right? So <laughs> You have a funny accent. We all have funny accents. Yeah, we all have funny accents. Yeah. I like He's funny, though. The guy, the guy is entertaining, Robert Whiteford. Yeah, he is. <laughs> <He's> just, <laughs> have you ever have you spoken to anyone from uh, Liverpool? No. They have a thick accent. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Same kind it's of thing. Really, yeah. It, it's even. It's harder than him. It's like you can barely pick up words, you know. But it's tough. Oh, I was. Uh, that was. Uh, that was I, well, good luck, Robert Whiteford. I am a. I'm. A, I'm, a, I'm a fan, and I'd love to have you back on. I guarantee people are gonna listen to that and laugh. They're gonna. They're gonna be like. They're, they're gonna. Like, what? <laughs> they're like, what? Uh, our next guest is. Uh, he, he's, he is one of my I, I lie and say these guys are my favorite fighters he really is the best of these guys was, I was just kidding he, he really is one of my favorite fighters he's a super nice guy he's got a hot wife and a great mullet uh, the Mike, Tennessee waterfall Mike Pyle how are you man man I'm fantastic so, I, and, and, so I'm replacing Dana today huh yes yes uh, Dana just well, got, I, I can be Dana I can just be Dana real quick you ready sure okay it's Spike Lee. <laughs> yes, that's a, a wow. Dana? I thought it was Dana. That's, that's crazy. That's dead on. So, Mike, you just you just came off a huge win against T.J. Wahlberger, uh, which was an awesome fight. You, I thought you looked you looked better than ever in that fight. Um, you looked great. Uh, there was a time though; it did seem like that was a late stoppage when you were on top of him, elbowing him and punching him. Did you think that was there a time where you were you like, why isn't the ref stopping this fight? No, there was a time where I was thinking, why in the hell is he not going out? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. It was... I, was like, God, I was like, damn, what do I got to do? But uh, <laughs> no, it didn't cross my mind, is he going to stop it? Because you just never know if, you, if you're, you know, when it's coming down to it and you're trying to finish the fight by the ref stopping it for you, then you might lose concentration on what you're doing, you know? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, just keep going until someone stops it. You've come yeah, a lot. I mean, my job, my job's to to try to get it done, and ref job is pull me off when he feels fit. So. Get her done. You, you, I mean, you've come a long way. Uh, your first fight ever was against Rampage, um, like yeah. 2001 or something. In 1999. Right? 99. Damn. Now, how now? How much did Rampage weigh, and how much did you weigh for that fight? Uh, I weighed about 175 pounds, soaking wet. I didn't cut weight or anything. Uh, uh, and he. Had to make 206, and he made 206. So that makes I'm sense. Really hydrated up to, <laughs> I don't know, whatever. Now, now, didn't he throw you out of the octagon or, or out, out of the ring or something? Uh, he threw me out of the ring, yeah. Sure did. Picked me up when I had him in a, sure in a triangle. Had him in a triangle like probably five or six times, and he, signed, he just picked me up and slammed me, so I didn't learn my lesson. I just kept trying anyway. Uh, and just picked me up and had me over at the turnbuckle and just kind of, just kind of dumped me over into my, um, into my corner's arms and they just kind of pushed me back up underneath the rope. And <laughs> I'm like, hold on a second, let me, let me fucking breathe a little bit. Don't, don't, uh, don't push me in right now, jeez. So, yeah, they just pushed me back in there and get after him. All right. I mean, was there was there a point where you're like you're getting thrown out of the ring by Rampage on your first MMA fight where you're like, what did I do with my life? <laughs> no, I just thought I'm gonna get you, dude. I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you. 
<laughs> did you really give up um, 36 pounds in that fight? Yeah. Yeah, I did. I did. Um, I actually had a few more fights before that, but I didn't. I couldn't remember names and all that, so sure dog didn't. You know, they want to honor it, which I don't blame them. I, I, I couldn't tell you what any of those guys' names were. I forget. That's uh, only about five fights before that. That's freaking amazing, though. That's an amazing story, man. Uh, that's uh, that's like my worst nightmare, being thrown out of a ring by Rampage <laughs> and have my corner put yeah. me back, put me back in. <laughs> put you back in. When you got slammed, when you had him in the triangle, was it like a la Ricardo Arona when, when he was picking up Ricardo Arona and slammed him like over his head? Was he yeah, doing- it, it was like that, but each time that he was picking me up, I'd kind of extend my body. You know, when my head would be closer to the mat, I wouldn't stay in locked on where he would get any work. Right. Where, I wouldn't get you know slammed too hard, but I but I did earn some some frequent flyer miles on that fight for sure. <laughs> is, is there any video of you getting thrown out of the ring by Rampage? You know, I think my uh, my uh, mom probably has. Probably, uh, <laughs> Can you give uh, us her number real quick? Somewhere stored in our old box. I got somewhere. it. I yeah, it. it probably exists somewhere, but I don't know where the hell it is. You gotta post that, man. You gotta that. That would be an epic thing. I would love to see that. I mean, not that I want to see you get thrown out of the ring by Rampage. What? But that's pretty funny, man. So you go from Rampage uh, to John Fitch, which is like going from meth. Yep. It's, it's going from meth to Ambien. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then you, and then you beat John Fitch. You beat you beat you beat, you beat John Fitch, and then uh, and then you fought a guy named Tony Sanza. Uh, were you worried that <laughs> Tony Danza? Yeah. <laughs> Did you think you were fighting Tony Danza at that time or no? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I didn't know who I was going to fight, but I was ready. You were ready. So you were like, were you waiting for yeah, Mona right. and Angela to show up? Mona, no, Whatever Angela. It could have been TBA. You know that guy, everybody fights TBA. Yeah. Yeah, TBA sounds like a, the STD I get after I bang. Ch- anyway, so um, <laughs> you trailed off there. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't catch the rest. Right. Now, you know, everyone always says that in the gym, you are the greatest fighter of all time. Every, I mean, uh, greatest fighter of all time. I'll be damned. That's what Joey. That's what Joey Varner said. Joey Varner and actually Frank Trigg too. They they say yeah. that's why I think people aren't surprised when you go out and like dominate some of these guys because they 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 know what you're capable of uh what do you think uh what do you think has been the turning point i don't know man i've always been a late bloomer with everything no matter what it is um i just think that you know as you get older you, you become wiser i'm just becoming more wise about my training my approach to training and my uh uh, my my overall health and and, and mental um, preparation for fights, things like that. Just just I think it's just a matter of you know getting older and evolving. You know, I just think I was a little slow at it at first, and you know, it's either it's either pissed or get off the pot. Right. Right, right, right. I mean, it's it's it's, it's great to see. I mean, it's it's great to see a guy who's fifty years old like yourself. <laughs> Finally coming to his, finally coming to his own, you know. I mean, you know, I know, right? I mean, when you were in your when you were at your in your prime, the mullet was actually a real hairstyle. So it's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, now, I'm just that's a, not just entertaining 
that joke. It wasn't even that funny. I'm just laughing uh, because. Uh, thank you. The courtesy um, laugh. Thank th- you. That's uh, that story of like my life, actually. Um, <laughs> n- now your your wife is super hot. Now, uh, now you got her online or something? Or where, where she's did standing, you? She's standing. She's standing here naked right now. Nice. At yep. Walmart. Now, What's that? At Walmart. No, no, no. I, I got kicked out of Walmart. Remember? Yes. <laughs> Now, now, T-Rex, no one gets your inside joke if you, don't, if you don't explain to everyone why the Walmart's funny. Everyone's just like, that's stupid. But T-Rex, and uh, it's an inside joke between Mike Pyle. That's, that, that's all I'm going to say. All right, so now, now your wife, now she is, I, I met your wife. She's super hot, but she doesn't speak English. Is that correct? Or, or she, oh, man, that's a, that's a woman of my dreams. <laughs> oh, yeah, she speaks English. But where is, where is she from? She's from Europe, right? Yeah, she's from Europe. She's from uh, Siberia originally, moved uh, to Lithuania when she was just a toddler, and then to um, uh, Bellingham, Washington when she was 12. Her parents her parents actually won the green card lottery. Can you believe that? Wow. How's, how's that? That's a real thing? Yeah, in other countries, they have yeah. a lottery. You can win a green card yep. to get out of the country. <laughs> That's yep. <laughs> is that the truth? That's Talk the truth. about yeah. life changer. Yeah. Yeah. Google that shit. <laughs> no. real. Google that shit, son. Yeah. So you, <laughs> what's up with people with? All right. So you so now now where now where did you meet and uh, do her parents like you or how did how did you pick up this beautiful Siberian woman? Well, I was uh, I was actually um, who was it? Who was it? It was Kendall Girl at an after party invited me. Um, and she was a cocktail waitress at Jet. Uh, it's a club here in Vegas. Uh, for for those of you guys like like you to sit in a room and write shit on paper all day. <laughs> that that's at MGM, right? <laughs> yeah, no, that's at Mirage. That's what I meant. Like I was saying. Um, so met her there. She was our waitress, and then I um, I made her fall in love with me. I mean, I mean, her, so, some people I call that a roofie. <laughs> <laughs> I let her touch the mullet, and that was it. Really? You went up to it now? Did she know you were a fighter, or I mean, I think she kind of might have known, you know, because I, because I still had my MMA gloves on when I was in there. So she might have <laughs> what, a, yeah. what a dick! <laughs> she might have just thought I was a fighter or something. Well, no, it's not really. We didn't really. Um, actually, Joey Varner, actually Joey Varner tried to uh, uh, make friends with her and they, they exchanged numbers. And he invited her over to one of our UFC parties, and she came over with one of her friends, and and um, and she saw me and, and pushed Joey by his face out of the way. They mushed him. That with me. <laughs> Wow, that, I'm, sure, I'm sure I'm sure Joey would probably have a different version of the story. I can't but, wait uh, to ask. But uh, <laughs> so, all right. So you got this girl. You got, you got this hot girl. Now, does she get nervous for you when like you fight? I mean, I mean, being from Siberia. Yeah, yeah of course. You know, it's uh, it's always a bit you know nervy for anybody watching. You know, that cares about you because if there is you know there's a chance you can you can get pretty messed up. You know, if you know. She's not paying attention. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, a little nervous, but she uh, she's pretty tough. I actually wanted to have a show called yeah. The Real Housewives of uh, MMA, uh, starring Brian Caraway. So, um, oh my god! I thought that would be pretty funny. Hold on, <laughs> that's pretty damn funny. Did, did you just say 
What is it? What? I wanted to have a show called The Real Housewives of MMA starring Brian Caraway. I thought that would be a funny show. Maybe not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's not even laughing. Not even a wow. Are, are you listening? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that was already attempted. Is this thing on? Is this thing on? <laughs> so you know Jake Ellenberger's here, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now you gotta, you gotta listen. You gotta be better than that if you ever want to get on my show again. Wow, it's true. It's true. Well, actually, uh, yeah, it's a good point. Now. So you got this, now, were you a player beforehand? Because you seem kind of like, you got, you got this, you're a very funny guy, you got like a southern twang. Uh, did, did you get a lot of chicks before your girl from Siberia? I mean, I've, I've had fun in life. I've got to adventure the world and, and, and let different chicks of different ethnics hold my penis. <laughs> and different, different ethnics <laughs> hold my penis. <laughs> How many how many different chicks of different ethics <laughs> held your penis? Well, I mean, how many are there, Adam? <laughs> uh, okay, all right. Well, let, well, let, let, let's, go, let's go through the ethnicities. Chinese, black, white, and Spanish. That's it. There's more than that. <laughs> so have you? I mean, have you had a lot of uh, threesomes? Um, I've, I've lived. I've lived. I've lived a pretty. Pretty cool life, man. Before I got tied up and married, I'll, I'll just say that I got to cool have a life. lot of fun and and see a lot of shit, man. A lot of a lot of a lot of a lot of partying in Europe. I lived in Europe for a couple of years, so I got to I got to do a lot of a lot of cool things. You know, made up for a lot of experiences that I didn't get to experience living in a in a one horse town, and, and then all of a sudden I'm let loose in Europe. So you can only imagine what. A, with a, with a, um, what, you know, what, what kind of things I could have gotten into. So, yeah, I mean, I had, I had fun. Okay. Wait, and, and then you screwed it up and got married. Wait, yeah, forget to hold on one second. <laughs> one, one, one second, T-Rex. So where in Europe did you live and, and, uh, at what years? Um, I believe the year would have been 2000, the middle of 2001 to about two, middle of 2003, right in there. I lived in Copenhagen, Denmark. Wow. wow. Met, That's a great place to live. I met a Danish... Yeah, I met a Danish guy at my fight with um, with um, Fitch. That was here in Vegas. Um, he th- this this guy he had a um, he had a Muay Thai gym, and it, you know, and that's you know the stand up kickboxing or or sitting down kickboxing. I don't know why I said stand up kickboxing, <laughs> um, but the kickboxing and or the stand up game over there is big, um, and. Uh, so he he come up to me. He's like, "Hey, I uh, what what do you think about coming out, staying you know for a month or two at, at my place, teaching grappling, and in return I'll you know teach you what I know." I said, "Well, I can't right now, but a friend of mine probably would like to do that." And so I turned him on to a friend of mine. Long story short, he came back. I went back and took his position and stayed up for two years. <laughs> Wow. Instead of a couple of months. Yeah. So it was pretty rad, dude. I mean, it was a beautiful country. Uh, People are cool as hell and, there. And you're, you're, you know, and the thing about it is, is you know, when you, when you live, when living over there, you know, if I, we get in the car and we can drive to Arizona and we're in the United States or we're California, whatever, you get in a car, drive four or five hours, you're in another country, a complete different language. So you could go and just drive. You know all these different places, and it was just super awesome. Holland, Holland. I went to Holland. I went to Germany. Um, 
Germany to uh, England, but you can't drive you there. You can't drive there. I mean, <laughs> but it's still, oh, Poland, drove to Poland uh, a few occasions for snowboarding trips and, wow. and just to hang out in, in small villages with a teammate of mine, and, uh, and that was just super cool, dude. I mean, well, with all them dead Polacks there. So you've lived, man. Now, uh... Uh, changing the topic a little bit, I know you own a gym uh, in Syndicate in Vegas, correct? Or you, you don't own it, but you run it or something? No, no, I, I, I uh, train there. You train uh, there? A good close friend of mine, or a close friend of mine, John Wood, he, he owns it. Now, uh, so, and I know, I know that you're a really good trainer. Jake just signed the fight to fight Robbie Lawler. Uh, what, would yep. you t- what would you tell Jake to do against Robbie? <laughs> Stand in I'd the tell pocket. Jake to trade. Robbie right in his jaw. <laughs> Punch him right in the jaw and let gravity take care of the rest. That's good advice. So I mean that 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 would be your okay. So you're training Jake. Adam told me to come out with my chin up and just start swinging and chin see up, what hands happens. Down, two to three feet out. Really? I mean that would be your advice. Come on, I know you're a good trainer. Uh, and so Jake, going back to your thought, Pyle is one of the best guys. Excuse me, one of the best guys in the gym. Like he. I remember last time I was at Syndicate, I just got my ass whooped in training by Pyle. Really? Yeah, just oh, now, don't tapping my... <laughs> I'm not. I'm, I'm being serious. He, he is, he's Hey, but there was, this, there was this one time I was fought in the, in the octagon, and this kid, Jake Elmberger, whooped my ass. <laughs> you know what? I didn't want to bring that up uh, because uh, <laughs> it is kind of awkward in a way, you know? No, but after that fight, we actually became good friends, and it's, it's, yeah. it's awesome. Yeah. He's, he's hilarious. Great guy. We've trained quite a bit together. Now, so. did you train with Jake? Did you train with Pyle b- 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 before that fight? Have you trained with him before that no. fight? No. Okay, it was no, afterwards. Not now, is that weird though, Pyle? Like Jake walks in the gym, you know that Jake Jake beat you in the fight. Uh, is that weird training with him afterwards? And then, like you said, he no, not at all because of Jake's attitude. You know that changes. That 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 changes everything. Like if I fought, I don't know whoever that has, you know. An attitude, or, chip on a or, shoulder. Yeah, or just uh, just thinks that they're a Billy badass, or, or, or whatever, and just or whatever. Jake, you know, Jake's a, a cool cat, uh, very humble, um, you know. And uh, we both had a job to do that night, and he did his better, and that's, that's just the way it is. I mean, I don't hold a grudge over signing a contract to go and try to make money and lose. And hold it against him, you know what I mean? If, right. If anything, it's a mistake that I made, and you know, it's, it's it is what it is. That's a very mature attitude. Now, after the fight, I mean, after the fight, it, you know, if, if he was then the cocky, you know, prick about everything, of course it'd be like, you know, you know, it wouldn't be too much of a, a welcoming um, visit, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> but like I say, complete uh, professional and and uh, cool cat. So that makes a that makes all the difference in the world. Well, I like you, Pyle, man. You're an honest guy. I like how you said different girls, some different ethnics held your penis. I was, uh, <laughs> now, different girls now who, do you wanna, who do you want to call out? A lot of people come on our show. They call people out. Uh, anybody you want to call out in your, in, your, in your weight division? No, not really. I, I'm, you, know, you know, there's matchups there that, that I like. I like. I'd like to be uh, – I, I wouldn't mind fighting uh, Kim. Long Dong Kim, what his name is? <laughs> Long Dong Kim, I think that's his name. That's <laughs> from Sixteen Candles. <laughs> yeah, that dong, that dong is strong. Long Long Dong Dong. So, so you, so you want to see the dong? All right. So, 
Yeah, that's a, that's a matchup I'd be interested in, you know. You um, versus Long Dong. Long Dong Silver. All right, so yeah. you're calling out Long Dong, Kim. Is there anybody else you want except for the Dong? Dong? Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's a fight that I'm interested in. I mean, um, like I say, I'm not calling out anybody, but if, um, in the rankings, that's, you know, it makes sense. What about Hector and, Lombard or, uh, or uh, Nick Diaz or anybody's? I don't think Nick's fighting, is he? Uh, I don't know. The word is he might come back. He might not. It, so- it sounds like he is. I don't know. Well, yeah, whatever. You can find out if he answers answer his phone. You what? What? Uh, nothing. The t- T-Rex has the best timing. Whenever that somebody responds, he talks. It's always uh, it's a <laughs> yeah. really good it's a really good system we have here. <laughs> um, yeah. So, all right. So, Long Don Kim. You, you heard it here first. Uh, Mike Pyle. Dog. Wants to fight Long Dong Kim. Long Dong Stun Gun. Long Dong Kim. Long Dong Kim. Dong Young Kim. That's it. It's, it's, it's not Long. It's not, it's not Long Dong Kim. But you wanna. But you wanna fight him too. You wanna fight. You'll fight anybody. Long Dong Kim. That's, cyborg is Long Dong Kim. Yes. <laughs> Well, oh, Pyle, thanks for coming on, man. Uh, uh, now, anything you want to plug? Or? No, I, I plug T-Rex mouth so that I can get so we can have a conversation. Ah! Yes, <laughs> I, yes. All right, cool. Well, thank you for coming on, Pyle. Uh, and ha- well, hey, guys, I appreciate it. Uh, always a pleasure. Um, T-Rex, cool yep. to meet you the other night and, and all that. And, yeah, man, you too. And good hollering at, hollering at you again, Jake. Appreciate Thanks. It. Not Adam, good to hear from you, brother. Oh, Pyle, it's a pleasure, man. I'm a huge fan, dude. Huge fan. Maximus. All right, take care, man. Yeah, I, hey, you know, and I, and I hate I wouldn't be able to make that, that trip that you would offer, man. That sounds so cool, dude. One day I'm going to do that, though. Yeah, but if, uh, if Mike Pyle's talking, I'm helping booking a military tour, and they want military fighters, so I, I thought Pyle would be, would be perfect. And I don't want UFC fighters uh, to go, to the, to go o- o- overseas, and I don't. Perfect. Yeah, Pyle's got a fight coming up, so he, he, he couldn't do it. So that's what... Uh, that's what he's talking about, but yeah, as soon as uh, after you beat uh, Long Dong, uh, we'll, we'll definitely get you out there, brother. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bro. I'll let you guys later. Later. Uh, later. Well, later. I, later. I, well, I gotta get going. I gotta go to court. I got a I got a settlement to, to deal with. Ooh. I uh, I do have to go to court, right? Yeah, I gotta, be, I gotta be there at three. So we are gonna wrap it up. Uh, thank you, Fox Sports. Uh, Jake, anything Fox you want pl- to plug? No, um, follow me on Twitter, Ellenberger MMA. Um, yeah, thank you, Fox Sports MMA Roasted Podcast. Same with me, MMA Roasted Podcast, ToddRex.com, ToddRex. Yeah, that's at Twitter and on Facebook. And uh, yeah, man, holla. Thank Fox. you, Fox Sports, Adam Comedian, and at MMA Roasted, I will be at the John Lovitz Comedy Club this Saturday night, John Lovitz, and then I'm going to be in Texas and El Paso uh, next week. Uh, or in two weeks. So uh, thing I, I want I want to add this is DJ. Um, I want to thank that fan that said I should have my own podcast and <laughs> that I ask better questions than Adam. Yes, and, yes. And thank you for saying that, yes. Mr. Shrope. Thank you. Yes, thanks. <laughs> follow, follow me at DJ Shrope. Thank you. And uh, T Rex, if you want to interrupt anybody, uh, interrupt D- uh, DJ when he's talking. That's exactly. <laughs> thank you so much, guys. Thank you, DJ. Thank you, everybody, for having our show. Thank you.